Ah, listening to the birds chirp on this Saturday, second day of the month of July. Thanks for uh, coming back to another diary session of a walk back to self-love. I love having my windows open. Like It may have been 87 today. But I always like to test the waters, like how hot is it going to feel inside my space? Can I get away with it with a couple of fans? (laughs) Yep, today was a nice day. It had a breeze. It was hot, but like it was nice. It was perfect. Today was perfect. And I tried to remain present as much as possible, you know, in our uh, chaotic world. And... um, I decided to really, I went for a a bike ride today and it was really nice. Bumped into somebody that I haven't seen in a really long time. And it was nice to feel that energy and uh, have a a quick little convo. And then I went on a nice bike ride and I uh, just tried to absorb the beautiful weather because I know come winter, I'm going to be like, oh, God. But um, I've been mostly a homebody today. And uh, (sighs) I decided to do some summer cleaning and just go through things and rearrange things in my space and circulate new energy, you know, saged my, my space and removed any energy that I didn't want lingering because I'm I'm uh, I was going to say weird like that but I don't think it's weird because there's a lot of people that sage I think in society it's labeled as weird I say it's uh, spiritual cleansing and um, I, I did I noticed a shift in energy in my space moved around a couple things I like where I've moved things and I, I like what I've discarded you know, I, I tend to do that. I don't hold on to things. That's, uh, that's something I haven't done in the last 10 years. And I um, <clears throat> was going through things in my closet. And then I come across my big stack of journals. And I thought, you know what? Today is that perfect day to sit down with myself and go back to 2016 to that version of Amber. And uh, and then I just flipped through. Like, I didn't read every single page because, I mean, that's a whole book, you know, that you're, you're rifling through. But uh, it was interesting to put myself now who I am on July 2nd of 2022 to who I was when I first started the path of journaling. And I, you know, I totally forgot that I used to do these journaling events around the city. And I, you know, try to get people to come and journal or talk about their feelings. (laughs) I'd sit up there and soul share about some crazy shit that I, you know, was saying and doing and, you know, what I've had to overcome. And I thought, you know, this is a complete waste. Nobody wants this shit, (laughs) you know, like I tried it in two different places. Um, but it was a time in my life when I was creative, when I was planning things and creating things. And I've really been out of touch with that in these last, I would say five years, um, four, probably (laughs) 
I just dart out with a year and then I'm like, wait a minute, let me think about that. But anyways, so I started reading Amber in 2016 and the neurotic handwriting (laughs) was going in the fucking book. Like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like I could feel my energy at that time. And, and who I was and what I was going through and what I was journaling about and the nonstop chatter in my mind and the anxiety that was so overwhelming that I had to put it on paper. You know, like looking back, it's like I understand the method of journaling. I understand the healing and the health and then keeping them, you know, for however long you want to. And going back and and seeing your growth and where your mind was at. And so for me, yes, I battle with anxiety still, but not to that extreme in my head. I mean, it, it can be quiet, but it can also be chatty. It could be boom, 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 boom in my head, you know, depending on the topic. But it's a different type of energy than when I, what I was in 2016. It was... It was emotional immaturity. It was not being able to get a grip of my thoughts, get a grip of the panic, get a grip of the fantasies, and just be. I could not be. And then I started looking at the dates. And I was like, wow, that, I'm, I'm averaging about three to four days before the next episode, which would be the next journal entry. And then I'd be like, oh, it's been a while. And then I'm looking at the dates. I'm like, shut up. No, it's not. It's been three, four days. <laughs> what do you mean it's been a while? It's been three, four days. You know, and it's because in the mind, the mind has no true concept of time. It puts this time on you. You know, like this label of it's too long. It's too this. It's, le- it's not enough this. It's been only this. And then when you look at the actual factual information of it and you're like, oh, these dates are like three, four days apart. (laughs) That was a lot of wasted time I spent in my head being like, it's just so, it's forever. It's taking forever because I'm impatient. I've always been impatient ever since I was a little girl. I think I came, actually, I thought about this today because I saw something with the digits 84 and I was like, oh, that's a, a year after I was born. And then something flashed me back to, I remember a story I was told when I was little that I was supposed to come into this world in the month of April, which would have made me an Aries. But instead, my ass was like, no, I'm not ready. Don't push me. I'm going to stay in the oven for one more month so I can come out a Taurus. No, I'm just joking. But it's, uh, you know... I I remember being told I was a month late. So, you know, like doctors are starting to get concerned, but like not that concerned at that time in the 80s. But I was a month late. I wasn't ready. Don't push me. You know, like (laughs) I'll come out when I'm damn well ready. (laughs) You know, like I I already had that energy within me as a a baby, not even into this world. I was like, no. Did, Did I say I was ready? (laughs) you know like that's the way I look at it but anyways um, it was interesting to go back through these journal entries and um, and seeing what I put on paper my innermost thoughts you know my my truth my pain my 
anxiety, all of it. I mean, and then, of course, some celebrations, but it wasn't, I didn't write a lot about the super happy times. I'd be like, today was wonderful. It was so amazing. I did this. Okay. But, you know, I, I never wrote a lot about all the wonderful things. It was always the frantic, uh, anxious anxiety that I was channeling on paper. And, um, I had journals from 2016 to 2020. I don't think, I think I stopped after that. That was a good bulk of, (laughs) it's like six books, you know, um, And I actually wrote a book. I did when I moved back. And I think I talked about this before. I wrote a book because I had a moment when I first moved back to Fort Wayne. And I was like, oh, like reality hit of like the big failed dream. You know, like I look at Detroit as like my big failed dream. (laughs) That was a, um, there's a book out there called Expectation Hangover. That's what the fuck that was. Expectation and hangover. And I had a lot to drink in that fantasy. <laughs> I, I had a casino night with those old fashions kind of hangover. That's a true story that really happened. Um, and so I just decided to look through all my, my clippings of my life from 2016 to 2020. And then fresh off of that failed dream. And... I I wrote a book about my life and yeah, no ending, still, still pending (laughs) to be continued, you know, like I don't even actually know where I left off, but it was definitely, um, probably six months after I arrived here in 2020. Because my life has been so confusing that I had to channel it to paper. I was like, oh, I'm not ready to share it in vocal terms. <laughs> We're just going to keep that shit on paper that, you know, stays in here. But I think we all should look at our lives as a book, you know? Uh, I'm not better than anybody else. It's just my journey, even though people have tried to make me feel like I ain't shit. (laughs) But you know, in that pain, I've also probably tried to make people feel like they ain't shit. (laughs) You know, hurt people hurt people. (laughs) There's so much truth to that. Look at the world we're living in. Hurt people fucking hurt people. It's just what level of pain and what's going on in your mind. Oh, by the way, it's 4th of July weekend. I totally forgot about that until someone's like, happy 4th of July weekend. I'm like, I don't celebrate that. (laughs) Don't celebrate it. Haven't celebrated it in the last like three, four years. But hey, man, I can't control everybody. Go get your patriotic paper plates and potato salad on. You know, throw me a dog and a burger on. (laughs) Some, you know, fruit salad. Happy fourth. <laughs> and back in the day when I was a teen, 
I'd wear those old Navy patriotic tank tops, not realizing how fucked up it was. I was like, hell yeah, old Navy, dollar flip-flops. Now I hate (laughs) flip-flops. Won't see me in them. Slides, though? I love slides. And I've been seeing some really cute, and I know I'm going off the topic here, but, you know, that's what happens sometimes. I've been seeing some women in some really cute slides. They're not Crocs, because I can't stand Crocs either. But (laughs) these, like, really cute slides. And there's no brand or logo on them. They're just really cute. They're, like, yellows. And one one woman had, I was in Indianapolis, and I was like, those slides are cute. And they had, like, little studs on them. I was like, "Mm." she named the store, but I was like, uh, what? (laughs) I don't know. Is that a local store or online store? But I was just so mesmerized by them. I'm like, those are nice. So, you know. I see a pair out there <laughs> but anywho back to the the point of the episode or the the entry today is I've just been enjoying my space and clearing out some energy and going through things of mine and just seeing you know on a scale of one to ten do I really need this because <laughs> I'm not a hoarder So on a scale of 1 to 10, how bad will I miss it? And most of the time, just like I'm sure you listening, you may have gone through this before in your purge in your personal life, you know, or if you're moving from house to house or uh, apartment to apartment, you want to make sure that load's not over the top. Like I remember back in the day when I first got into radio, I showed up in Vermont with a whole U-Haul truck filled to the brim with stuff and my former boss at the time was like you do realize you're in radio right <laughs> like you got a whole fucking house in here and I was like no well I used to have a house that I rented and <clears throat> you know now it's like I got just enough because I've become a minimalist because things don't equate to my happiness but like specific things that I pick out that are true to me I enjoy in my space, but I don't need to have all of these things. And I'm just, you know, that's where I'm simple because I like to be extra in other ways. (laughs) So it's like home stuff. I just like to be simple, you know, have it, have a message, have it, have a vibe, but just keep it simple and fly like me. (laughs) Anyways, so Yeah, I just, I think that we're all in a a time where we're trying to figure out what's going to make us happy. You know, like I was in a conversation recently where someone was talking about their wedding and not doing something big and extravagant and paying twelve to $20,000 on a wedding and reception that don't bank on people, you making it back from people. Or you go somewhere nice and you get married and you make it about the relationship because some people are in it for the relationship and some people are in it for the whole extravaganza. Either way, it ain't my life, so you do what you do. Um, But it makes sense, you know, because more people are trying to figure out what do I want? What do I want this to look like? What do I want this to look like? How do I feel? Why am I here? What the fuck is going on in society? You know, like I think so much trauma has happened in these last five years that it really, I think, has opened people up to what is important to me, what is valuable to me, and what do I really want to spend my time, energy, and resources on. 
And so going back to my journal entries, I've realized how much time I've wasted in my mind. I have been living in my mind for the last, mm, I don't know. I want to say it's my whole life, but I don't always remember being like this, you know, so I don't know where it fell off and where it began or where it pot, you know, but I know for sure the last seven to 10 years I've been living in my mind and think about all that energy and resistance and limiting beliefs and anxiety and storytelling and fantasies and everything that I have lived in my head no wonder shit hasn't manifested or I haven't been focused on what I truly want because I've been living in my mind for the last seven to ten years I love that timing because that's what it sometimes fucking feels like a big <laughs> Uh, one of the downs of living where I, I'm at downtown, it's like a fucking drag strip. And I'm like, really, people? Really? Do I go to your fucking neighborhood and blast my music down your suburban fucking highway? <laughs> or neighborhood? You know, like, it just, oh, it irks me. It's like, don't come to my neighborhood and rev up your fucking motorcycle and rev up your engine and wake me up at four in the morning or, like, fireworks off and you're like, Imagine if I did that in someone's neighborhood. They'd be pissed. They'd be calling the police, like, real quick. But you want to come and do it in my neighborhood? Got it. Thanks. <laughs> and then, you'd like, you can't get upset because it's like, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to get out go out your door and chase him down? No, you got to let that shit go and just deal with it. So, any, <clears throat> anyways, took me off my train of thought. But yeah, I've been living in my mind for the last seven to 10 years. So it's like my focus has been all over the place and I saw it throughout my writings, you know? And then I saw how things got worse, but then there were moments where it got way better than it ever has and then way worse than it ever has. And then somewhere, you know, so it was like, it was this wave I was on, but that's what it's been like inside my mind. It's, it's, the, it's the wave. So that's what has mirrored to me on the outside is what's happening within you know and then you pan out and you look at what's happening in society and it's like shit's crazy but you have to you have to you have to to zoom in on what's happening in society because otherwise you're ignoring that reality and they're, you know, talking about the new earth and, and the old paradigm and the colonial patriarchy and then the spiritual side of life. Like, oh, just don't focus on it. Just, you don't want that kind of energy. And there's somebody that I had on my Instagram, but of course I don't have my Instagram anymore, but she was posting... And I can't think of her name. Um, but she was talking about spiritual integrity. And I like that. I think her name was Dr. Rosaria. Ugh, I wish I saved some of those images. But I always delete shit off my phone. I'm like, eh, I already posted it. Got to delete it. Should have saved a couple. 
as a reminder. But she talks about spiritual integrity and um, <clears throat> and just the the colonial patriarchy, the white supremacy patriarchy, you know, but does it in a spiritual essence, and it just, it's something I connected to. And talking about the capitalism and the materialistic side of life, and you know, it's it's our focus. But we've been, as she says, seduced, and this really hit me, seduced to just like numbing out and to just be so focused on the spiritual side. And it, that's, a, that's a manipulation because it's like you have to know what's going on. I'm not saying you got to go solve the world's problems because I'm still trying to figure out how to do that. <laughs> you know, like the people that have been doing it still don't, you know, see the rewards of that just yet you know because we're still evolving and and trying on this planet (laughs) but it's very easy for the spiritual community to make you numb out and just focus on the positive but that's toxic positivity that's what that is you know because when you're in resistance and and you're off balance you kind of you work towards how do i get back on on a more balanced scale as much as possible you know um but not ignoring the reality you know not let not turning our cheeks to politics and not caring so then people can just grab those votes and just push on push them along give them a little tap on the behind like good luck you know because i'm not going out to the polls i'm not going to vote so i'm basically just shooing you into the next seat of power that's what that looks like because I'm zoned out. I don't want to talk about politics. I'm, I'm meditating. I'm aligned. I don't need negativity. I don't need toxicity. I don't need to talk about politics. Just let me zone out. Okay, well, how, how are you going to ever find the motivation or the understanding of what's going on? Because I don't want negativity. I don't want to absorb that. I don't want to watch the news. Well, yeah, but okay. You know, and you just... There's only so much that you could do, uh, and then, but you really just worry about yourself, you know, because you have to be the change. You can't force someone to be the change. You've got to be the change first. Maybe they'll be inspired by you. I don't know. There are people that have inspired me over the years. Um, but, uh, yeah, back to the journal entry. <laughs> Good point of focus, Amber. Um, a lot has changed too in the world. Like I was documenting, you know, my, my, uh, trips that I was going on. Like when I used to travel, uh, to that extent, like I would go to Florida. I was going to, um, back to Vermont to visit friends. I was going to my first solo trip to DC, like things that I love to do, which is traveling. And, all of those experiences that were wrapped up into that, which my trip to DC in 2017, I still think about that trip. That was a, an amazing trip that leading up to it, I thought it was gonna be a different type of trip and then it ended up turning into a whole different energy and that's, that's what I love about life. And I say that and then when things like that happen in my life, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And I like panic, but <laughs> it's a, uh, I don't know. I think the mind is one of the most difficult experiences in this experience. 
is maintaining and having a a healthy grip on your your the control of your mind not letting it spiral it's taken me years and i mean years to rein in that 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 rabbit hole that i was going down of anxiety and and getting a grip on it and forcing it to focus to calm down just be find healthy ways to cope with what is spiraling out of control in your mind right now you know and then there were times where it's like i just wanted to just exit like deuces <laughs> but then i could you know those were the scary scary times by myself and i was like i don't want to live anymore this place is fucked up you know and it just uh the dark night of the souls no scratch that <laughs> the yeah no dark nights cuz yes dark nights of the soul i was going to say dark nights of the but no dark nights cuz there's there's more than one it, I thought it was just dark night of the soul. That's how I used to reference it. I had my dark night of the soul. It's like, uh, no, there's like 10. Depend on, on what you're going through and uh, what you've learned, what choices you're making, what mistakes you're making. There's dark nights of the soul. And <laughs> in an interview I did with... with um, my former guest, we talked about that. I said, I thought that shit was only one time. <laughs> it's dark nights. Got it. So, yeah. I don't know. Life. We are living in quite an experience, and I, uh, I don't know. Today was was good, though. I recommend it to anybody just to, like, be in your space. Do things that, you know, feel good in your home and clear things out and, you know, do all of those things. Freshen up the vibe. You know, create new energy and... Hope for the best for yourself and others. And know that people will disappoint you. You will disappoint you. But are you going to pick yourself back up and keep it moving? Or are you going to quit? I've usually quit. (laughs) about my colorful job history (laughs) this sucks I quit Amber you can't quit says who you paying my bills guess what when it comes to the point that I've made those decisions that have cost me quite a bit I got no one to blame but myself but do I know what I'm capable of yes does my mind hell no Bitch wants to knock it down. (laughs) Wants to destroy it. God. Do I stand in my own way? Uh Uh-huh. Has 
other people stood in my way? Yes and no. Like me sharing things and then knocking it down or saying, you can't do that. Or what about this? And that intense energy that comes at me, I can't, I can't do that. That's, um, I mean, I don't even actually understand that because it has nothing to do with you. And that's why I catch myself when I'm in that energy or that attack mode of like, you can't, no, that's not right. And you're like, but wait a minute. How do you know what's right for a person? You know? So, um, but ultimately you're the only one that stands in your way. You know, like, um, when you want to go to the next level or you want to go to that next said thing, you want to elevate yourself in some capacity in this life, who's standing in the way? Yes, there are outside detours and roadblocks, you know, that will definitely be up against you. But ultimately, every day, day in and day out, from the time your alarm wakes up to the time you go to bed, who is standing in your way? Who is, who is stopping the progression of your life? Who is stopping the success that you could create, however that looks for you? Your mind. Our minds will destroy things. So looking at my mind back in 2016 and on my god I was neurotic <laughs> I drove myself fucking crazy really I was sitting here today like ah shut up <laughs> I really was I was judging that version of myself like you sound dumb as hell weak <laughs> I can tell I've definitely grown. I'm definitely a strong woman because of how I was handling my judgments towards that version and z versions of Amber. But then there were times where I felt sad for her, you know? And I was like, damn. She's really going through it. And a lot of it's because of her. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So, long story short, is I highly recommend journaling. I'm going to go back to an old goal of mine. You know, it was, it was food for the soul with Amber Stone. That's what the event was because I felt like when you journal and you absorb your writings and you go back, that's food for the soul. You're nurturing yourself. You're tending to yourself. You're healing. You're taking accountability and you're doing that gritty work. That's what gritty work is, is to look back and be like, whoa. <laughs> slow, 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 slow down, slow down. <laughs> no, you know what? Okay, all right. We're not going to slow down. We're going to go all the way over here. <laughs> Where are you going? Come back. I had a former boss. She used to have this little hand on this little stick. And it would, she'd fling it back at her like, come back, come back. Because she knew my mind was like spiraling out of control. So uh, <laughs> my mind, man, my mind. I got to, you know what? That's the only thing I want to go back and just dig and find out is when the hell did that start? Because in high school, you couldn't tell me. I had confidence. I had confidence. I loved 
what I was doing and focused on. I didn't care. Like I was in, I was in a, a prime spot with myself. And then, you know, my 20s when I started, like, partying and gaining weight and drinking and I was sloppy and uh, I didn't really feel so good about myself. But then I was living in Vegas. Hey. <laughs> my Vegas years were all the college years I needed. <laughs> Flunked out of UNLV, but I got in. <laughs> Oh, I thought I was sweet until I was like, oh, wait, bars and casinos and everything are open 24-7? What the hell? Well, I'm going to go to class at 8 a.m. What? Who in their right mind living in Las Vegas would go to class at 8 a.m.? Well, not me because I flunked. <laughs> I was like, shit, I'm just leaving the barn at 6. I got class in two hours. Can I do this? No. <laughs> waste. Waste, waste, waste. But I did like being on the UNLV campus at that time. I thought I was sweet. I was like, I'm a UNLV student. <laughs> oh, God. But anyways, so you just, you go back and, and you piece together, like, when did these habits form? When did this really unhealthy mental behavior begin? And I asked myself that question today. I journaled it, actually. Just a quick little, par- you know, like a paragraph. And it was all the amount of years of failure. That's what it was. I truly believe. Real time sharing that. I think it was the consistent L's I was getting. Self-induced. I'm not blaming this on anybody. There are plenty of L's I can blame on other people, trust me. But I'm talking about my consistent failures. Flunking out of UNLV. Uh, leaving Vegas, but because my dad got into this terrible car accident and he was my number one. So it was like, I had no doubt whatsoever. I had to leave Vegas and go back to Michigan. You know, like all of these things that I looked at as failures were really life lessons and experiences that were, let's be honest, really fucking cool when I was living it. You know, like I lived in Las Vegas. I was living on my own, moving around from place to place every like six months probably. But that's what a gypsy soul does. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to feel bad about that because, I mean, I held down a job. I only had, I think, two jobs when I was out there. And I was solid. I liked both of them, you know, but I knew when I was done at one, then it was time to go here and I jumped ship. But there, I mean, I was there for a while but it was the living situation. It was like, I was picking up my shit and moving every six months, I think. But I was still providing for myself and living in Vegas and uh, living a crazy life, even squeezed in a cruise in LA. You know, we went to Mexico. Like, I was living a fun life, but it didn't, you know, like it had an expiration date. Um, Other things in my life has an expiration date. And... I think that myself and, you know, you and anybody else, like, we just have to be gentle with ourselves when that expiration date happens, even if it happens in a very colossal or traumatic way. We have to find ways to nurture ourselves and heal through that experience so we don't carry it with us in the future. And I don't think that I 
I did, I know I didn't do that. What do you mean? I think I know I didn't do that. That's why I ended up in therapy because it was like a, a culmination of all of these things that eventually it just hit you. And I chose to handle it through talking to a complete stranger who was paid to be there, not to judge me, you know? And it was like, heal. Um, but also getting into things that were a healthy path were productive, kept my mind focused. So I wasn't doing all of these other things or, you know, going down wrong paths. That's why it's important to focus on stuff, whether it's, you know, whatever your goals are. I just think focusing on relationships and being addicted to that relationship or relationships is very unhealthy because now you're focusing on another person. Whereas like your goals, that's for your life. That's for your livelihood. That's for your enjoyment, your joy, your future, your legacy. But when you focus on relationships, it's like you're putting your all into that relationship. You're, you're giving away all of your power to that relationship, hoping that that's going to solve what's really going on inside. You know, or whatever else that may be behavior wise when you focus so intently on a relationship or relationships i find that when you channel it into like fitness and you know like somebody told me today they're like your your body is amazing and i told her i was like listen when shit's going south in your life what is working for you Oh, my health, my body, I could focus on that. And then, you know, as these other areas tend to get better, hopefully, uh, at least I'm healthy. At least I like the way I look when I look in the mirror because <laughs> I love walking past a mirror. And, um, you know, so, yeah, focus on you. Don't focus on, you know, uh and I take that from experience. I was looking back in my writings when I was obsessing over relationships. I'm like, Ugh, no wonder I am the way I am, but I could be kind of an ice queen. <laughs> I understand it. Why my attachment style is, uh, what was the, what, avoidant for sure dissonant or something i don't know i gotta look back but there was this little quiz that you, you i thought i was anxious style uh no that was that that was anxious style 2016 to 20 probably 20 2019 uh was all anxious style then it was just like pff, avoidant fearful avoidant i think is what it was and i just had that aha like three weeks ago i was like no shit here I was thinking I was anxious. No, <laughs> no. Um, but I can understand why my styles have changed because of all the shit that I went through. What? I understand it. And that's growth, you know? So I, I, I encourage you to do your own digging so you can step into this version of yourself that you are becoming or that you were destined to become. Some people don't reach their potential during this entire experience, and that's sad to me. I know I've gone off track, and I've been distracted, and I've 
let myself stand in my own way. But thankfully, I have uh, awakened to my own shit to take accountability so I can move through it, have a breakthrough, and decide, does this still feel authentic to me? Or was that a former version of me that no longer relates? And that's self-growth, that's self-love, that's um, self-discovery. That's playing out your puzzle piece. So um, that's my diary session for today. I just felt inspired. And plus, I've been watching this show. It's going to be a long weekend with these fireworks or gunshots, one of the two. Um <clears throat> I've been watching this show that's been inspiring me because I'm like, I need something fresh to watch. Like, I need something that's going to inspire me, that's going to, you know, after reading my journal entries, like, I just want to see something that is going to make me feel good and feel like that bigness. And uh, I started watching this show on Hulu called Buying the View. And it's an excellent show. I don't know what year it was filmed. Obviously, pre-COVID. Um but it's it's as a lot buying the view yep (laughs) oh 2017 it was filmed but as a lot of the people on here love to use the word spectacular this view is spectacular this bathroom wow wow and spectacular but i know that if i was walking through those spaces and i was seeing it for the first time i'd probably be using wow and spectacular too i'd be like i don't even have words whoa and so like these bathrooms and the city views like i've seen a couple out of um toronto i've seen a couple out of new york city and just getting these wonderful views and beautiful you know apartments and houses and condos and then being like well my budget's you know two to four million well one property's at 4.5 and what you know like going just a little bit over just to see like are you willing to to gamble and go a little over your budget for this beautiful place you know so it was um it's been very inspiring because i love views i love looking at the sparkle of a city and i haven't seen the ones that are more like you know over a lake or maybe a more rustic uh experience but these views and then there was one that i watched out of miami ridiculous ridiculous and it was like you know you sit down you're like okay what's your budget what do you want and it was like well over here i want to get the ocean vibe but then over here i want to get downtown miami and it's like yeah (laughs) i would want that too if i had that two to four million dollars to spend on a place come on you remember you better give me both sides I, you know, I don't know what mood I'm going to be in. One day I'm going to want to look out downtown and then one day I almost want to stare out into the ocean, you know? So I just, I love this show. So I'm going to finish binge watching more episodes tonight, but I had to squeeze this in because, you know, um, this is one of, the, this is my passion project. I love to speak into a device and talk. So thank you for being on the other end of my entry tonight and i hope that you are enjoying this <clears throat> long holiday weekend however you choose to spend it <laughs> and uh careful of the dogs and your animals can't you say just dogs your animals because it is fourth of july and 
Um, dogs get, you know, animals get nervous when there's fireworks that go off. So be gentle with them because you know people are assholes and they're, you know, you hear the booms going off and it's only 8.54 and the, it's still daylight out. <laughs> it's like, uh, what are you doing? You know, or it could be something else. I don't know, but either way. Take care of your animals this weekend because people are going to be firework happy. They're going to be lighting that shit off all across America. God bless America. (laughs) All right. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. And uh, I will talk to you soon.